What's up, BYU Radio friends? Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here on the latest BYU Sports Station. We're in Kansas City for Big 12 Basketball Media Days and speaking with BYU head coach Amber Whiting, her best player Lauren Gustin, and TCU head coach Mark Campbell. On the next episode, day two with the men. We'll talk to Mark Pope, Dallin Hall, and Baylor head coach Scott Gr- Drew and more. Listen on demand, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, or tune in live at noon Eastern for BYUSN here on BYU Radio. BYUSN, live from Big 12 Basketball Media Days in Kansas City. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark addresses some big questions at T-Mobile Center in KC, including expansion rumors again. Is Gonzaga a viable candidate to join and his plan to expand coverage for the conference? We'll talk to BYU Women's Head Coach Amber Whiting and the nation's leading rebounder Lauren Gustin what the opportunity and challenge of being in the Big 12 is. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, October 17th. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. And yes, we are live in the city of fountains, the heart of America, KC, Kansas City at Big 12 Basketball Media Days. The women's teams will headline today's events, and tomorrow the men will take center stage. Great to be here. Obviously, a lot of church history here in uh, Missouri and Kansas City. You know, we, we believe the New Jerusalem. There's a lot of that happened that will happen. I'm going to go set some chairs up at Adam on Diamond just ahead of that a little bit later. But it's great to be here because... Big 12 football media days uh, were really fun. This is going to be fun, too. T-Mobile Center. This does not house a a professional or even semi-pro team. They just have it for the Big 12 tournament in men and women's basketball, which they moved the women's tournament a little earlier, by the way, so they could be in here. They used to be elsewhere. They have a bunch of conferences and stuff. This is a cool venue, but no one does an empty locker room. Like BYU Sports Nation. If you didn't know that, dominated the empty locker room scene. Here we are. If you go out into the hallway under the court, cool setup out there. Old Trappers here. I already got a couple of bags. Your beef jerky. jerky. Colton Potter, our producer. I got you, dog. I already got a bag for you. As for everybody else, I'm really sorry. I'm not sure I can sneak a few more, but we'll see. The pomp and circumstance that is put on by the Big 12, both at Jerry's World in Dallas for Big 12 football media days and now basketball here at T Mobile Center, is legit. Yeah. It is really, really cool. We even got these cool pink wristbands. Well, okay. it plays into the T-Mobile yeah. pink thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of pink around here, which is awesome. <laughs> it's great. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I Absolutely. think it all uh, flows together. As you said, we are very excited to be here, as is Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark, who has, not surprisingly, already made some news. He addressed some big questions earlier today, including expansion for the conference, growing Big 12 broadcast coverage, and what are the rivalries that are naturally in this conference when you expand the conference schedule and, and push to either 18 or 20 games pushing forward. Well, let's just start with the expansion topic, okay? Yep. that That's always like the buzzword, right? Yep. Is Gonzaga a viable candidate to join the Big 12? Well, the commission heard the question and then promptly said, you know what, I'm not going to talk about it today. So we didn't really learn anything, but at least the question was asked. Yeah, rumors that, you know, Gonzaga, all sports included, uh, could be in the next year or two. We don't know anything else. UConn's out there floating around as well. Yeah, haven't heard any UConn stuff recently, but Gonzaga was recently. The, the, The conference games next year, the men will have 20 games. 20! The women will have 18. I don't know why there's a difference. Why, why wouldn't they just be the same? I don't understand. And I want that follow-up question asked, and hopefully we get to at some point ask him that in the next two days. Yeah, we're, we're hoping to talk with the commissioner. We'll see. Um, regarding rivalries, he was asked about 
Will those be preserved? He said, we'll do our best, but nothing set in stone. I'd be shocked if uh, BYU doesn't play Utah at least once. I need two games in men and women's basketball, though. I, w- I would like that. Okay. And, in, and in volleyball. With Utah specifically. Home and road, yes. Okay. Everyone else, I don't care. Like Arizona, Arizona State, if it, sure. They probably want to play each other twice in basketball. But um, BYU-Utah, I need that twice. I don't want once. We could play once as non-conference now, home, opponents. Home and away. Yeah. It's such an easy trip. And, frankly, one that's budget-friendly. It's an easy trip? Yeah, up I-15. <laughs> um, well, not with these gas prices in this economy. And then uh, Mitch Harper, our, our friend from KSL Sports, asked about kind of the international plan and strategy. And he said, yes, we do have a strategy. We're going to play the Mexico City game, right? There's going to be um, you know, some Kansas and Houston uh, game or games. And then um, they'll go from there. They want to take this potentially across the pond. Will we see a London something or a Paris awesome. something with the Big 12? I would love to see BYU in South America somewhere. Like, if they went to, like, Santiago, Chile, there would be BYU fans there. Mexico City, Sao Paulo, there would be BYU fans that there. That is the brand. Like, all over, dude. Like, BYU, yeah. obviously, BYU has the biggest international brand of any team in the Big 12. So that would be fun one day. That would be great. He also addressed just different and unique ways that the conference is looking at broadcasting its product. And we've seen some really, really intriguing and creative thoughts and ideas presented by the NFL and the NBA. I mean, the NFL had a Toy Story presentation game, which was wild, right? Yes. He said, we're looking to hit a younger demographic, and they're working with different broadcast partners to try and do that. Some other streaming services, I believe, was the phrase he used. So uh, we shouldn't be surprised. Brett Yormark is a man of vision. He is a man that likes to push the envelope and try new things. Yeah, I love it. So if it's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, Big 12 games show up on Twitch or Bleacher Report or these different streaming services where people can engage heavily with social media as they watch it Big 12 sports. It can still be done by ESPN and or Fox, Yes, you just right? have like, to carry it elsewhere. Yes, those are the rights holders, right? It will be interesting, Spence. In the next five years, you know, Kyle Whittingham thought as much. Of, I've talked to a, another, you know, coach that thought that, that, hey, in the next five years, yeah, football will just decouple from the NCAA and be its own thing. At that point, men's basketball is the bell cow yes. of the Big 12, um, just like it is in the WCC. We kind of dealt with that, right? No football. What does that look like? Big 12 basketball is completely marketable. Like, it is really, really good basketball, which we're going to see firsthand, which will give us joy and terror uh, this year. <laughs> the Again, night is full of terrors. Indeed. Sometimes. Bring them on. Let's go. It is Halloween coming up here pretty quickly. Uh, again, it is our hope that we will have an opportunity to speak with Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark at length. We will ask him about all of the things we just discussed. And I want to ask him the following question, because he's got a vision and a plan to grow this sport yeah. and to make college basketball more popular and make maybe close the gap a little bit with college football what is his vision for that yeah how do you do that because i don't ever see college basketball overtaking college football right now it's march madness and that's kind of it like the regular season used to be more intriguing to me maybe that's just me personally growing up and like i got excited about unc and duke and and whatnot getting into the big 12 my investment in college basketball is going to be different there's a higher level of investment no offense, you know, BYU and the WCC, I cared about BYU and maybe a couple of the games here and there, but I was not That's, watching intently with no. some of the others. You will now. Already in football, I am, like, watching random matchups of future BYU opponents that are really fun to do. So I'm excited for hoops, too. We're going to conduct approximately 30 interviews over the next two days. Okay, if you it's going to be awesome, yeah. man. 
Okay. Can't wait. You will see a good deal of them, whether here, live on the show, or on social media. We begin the interview carousel fun from this two-day adventure in Kansas City with BYU women's basketball head coach Amber Whiting. We address her re-recruitment of her star forward, Lauren Gustin. The biggest difference between year one and year two from her tenure at BYU and why being picked to finish 11th is exactly where the Cougars want to be. This is BYU women's basketball head coach Amber Whiting on BYU Sports Nation. Amber, how would you sum up your impression of Big 12 basketball media days thus far with all of the, you know, pomp and circumstance here at T-Mobile Center? Um, it's big time, especially our BYU TV spot. Yeah, like let's, go yes. five. let's go five. Let's go. We got the goods in the back, the craft table. We do. We got the snacks, the all, waters. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. Multiple How's, waters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A year and a half ago, you're at Burley High, and now you're at Big 12 Basketball Media Days. How would you describe kind of your basketball coaching journey to this point and the challenge and opportunity of being in a big-time conference? Um, ooh. So basketball, I feel like, is basketball, right? Like, obviously, it's uh, faster and more details at the, this level. Um, but I feel like managing people and being able to hire, because normally, like, when I was in high school, like, I – you know, swept the floor, carried the water. Like you just do everything. You do all the scouts yourself. You do. So it was really hard for me last year to like kind of let go of things. Um, but this year it's been incredibly like uh, easy, honestly, because I have some really good coaches who have t taken on things and they've told told me what they want their role to be. Um, and they've kind of owned it, you know, like Lee has sideline out of bounds and baseline out of bounds. And we scrimmaged last Saturday and he was like, we only ran 40% right. Like he just knows. And I love that he is zeroed in on that. And it's just been awesome to see everybody kind of own their department and take on what they want. And then I just kind of can oversee things. I feel way less like worried going into something like this. I just feel like we have the best of the best coaches around me. And so I'm feel like we are prepared. So. When you look around and you see all of the teams here and coaches that you're going to compete against and realize it's just a few weeks away, what's the most exciting prospect about all of that and playing in the Big 12? Um, well, I don't want to name names, but like I, I, I mean, all these coaches, right? Like we had a coaches meeting in um, Texas last May, I believe it was. And just walking in that room, we had the men's and the women's coaches and you're just looking around like, wow. These guys are it. Like, they are at the Final Fours. They're doing all the things. And so I just, like, literally just picked their brain of things that was going on in their programs or, you know, how they do things because I want to learn from them. Um, but on the same time, I want to beat them. Yeah. <laughs> want to yes, compete, that's, right? That's the competitor coming <laughs> yes, out of I you, know, At the same time, I want to take some people down. And so, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's, it's true, though. Like, Don't you're, apologize. You're here to compete, right? Yeah. You can, like, you can be friendly, but then when you tip off, let's yeah, go, man. Let's yeah, compete. Yeah. Um, Brett Yormark mentioned that the men starting next year in the new 16-team league will play 20 games. The women will play 18. Would you want eight 20 league games? Um, as many as we can, because the rankings and you know how that you get your uh, established to go into the NCAA tournament. I feel like we have such a strong conference. More conference games helps us that More way. More quad one and two kind of games. Yep, they help us that way for sure. BYU picked to finish eleventh in in year number one. We just, you know, we've asked several of your players how they feel about that, um, and and I've asked you before too. But now that that's settled in, how do you view that? early season prognostication and, and how does it shape what you do and, and how you're motivated? 
Um, I think it's super motivating, especially for the girls. Um, they saw it come out, and they all got fired up, and that's great because that's what I want to see. We're the underdogs, so going into these arenas and going into this place, you want to take people down. So I feel like it's a good place to be, to be honest. And Lauren should have been in the uh, preseason all-league <laughs> team, right? Like, she was honorably mentioned, which is mm-hmm. cool, but, like, what more is she supposed to do? Like. No, the text I got from her as soon as that came out, <laughs> I won't repeat it, but. Fired up? I, fired up. Let's like, go. she wants to go. Like, you know, and so I just said, let's show them. Let's get behind you. You're the face. Like, she chose to come back and she chose to represent. And so, yeah, it gives me chills because I know because she chose us, because she chose our women, because she, um, they're going to get behind her. They're going to play their butts off for her. And that's what I love. Will you explore kind of what you and her went through, and ultimately you've come closer together through her entering the portal and coming back? She said she felt uh, kind of affirmed, and she said everybody was great about it. Certainly it was shocking in the moment when she went into the portal, but it's rare. We saw it with Cody Epson football and Lauren here. It's very rare that they, a player will come back. How did that happen, and what did you learn? Um, I'm always at the... I, I guess when I even talk to recruits, like, I don't like to back them in a corner. I don't feel like you get anywhere when you do that with kids. Um, and so when she called me, so I knew before it was announced, right, um, and we talked through it, and I just said, look, Lo, I want you to go explore, but give me a chance. Like, at the end of the day, just give me a chance to talk to you about it, right? And so she did. She went and explored, and then she came back, and her and I had um, some good conversations, and our staff sat down with her and kind of laid out what we thought about her, how we want view her, how important she is to us, and just that she was going to be our face going into this thing, you know, and she's always wanted that. And so I just stayed true to us, you know, and just talked about us, not tried to negative recruit on anybody else. But she was just um, – and I wanted her to take the time too, you know. And then she went into graduation, and she was there when we came out. She kind of pulled me aside, and um, she's like, can I talk to you for a minute? And I just was like – please don't make me cry right here. Like <laughs> there's so many people around and she just put her arm around me and she said, I'm coming back. And then I cried. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say you cried anyway, <laughs> but it was just this tender, sweet moment. Right. Yeah. And it was right outside the annex. And so I kind of looked at my whole staff's like at the window, just like waiting, you know, and just, it just meant something to us. And so when she was able to tell her teammates, like, like I said, they're behind her. They're so excited. Right. But I just felt like we all just loved on her and just let her, explore and do um so yeah just that's how i approach the process of that nothing wrong with with happy tears no but nobody cares about i think i jumped on her and hugged her and we have a couple pictures that were crazy (laughs) that's fantastic byu women's basketball head coach amber whiting is with us on byu sports nation what's the biggest difference that you are seeing in this year's squad compared to the squad you took over in year number one Ooh, in practice it's competitive like, I feel like uh, those young ones are pushing, and we have a couple of good transfers, right? Um, and everybody's just, like, going at it, and it's really nice to see that. Um, I know that there's, like, there's, I mean, even on the court, right, there's that, like, holding each other accountable type conversation, not conversations, yelling that happens. <laughs> but then <laughs> they're really nice to each other. No, they're not, you know, and so then, but then they get off the court, and I know that, like, they, I mean, I'll see them laughing in the locker or in the players' lounge after. And so I know that I think Italy helped that because all the new people coming in, they got to create that chemistry. But now they leave and it's left there, but they know that they're only at each other to get better. So, yeah. That's interesting um, that they can kind of come together that quickly after. Um, okay, in terms of newcomers, transfers and freshmen, you've recruited a really nice new group here. 
who who is sort of stuck out who will vie for potential starting or, or significant bench minutes at this point? Um, we've messed with a couple different lineups. Um, I think all four of our, my new freshmen uh, will get minutes for sure. Wow. Um, one or two might buy for starting lineup like i don't want to name names right now if that's okay just because you know I, later. yeah i want them <laughs> i want them competitive sorry i just for but sure that's, but we see it every day and we have this thing um a competitive thing that we do in practice it's and everybody wants to win it and so everybody's going after it i mean does that, does that have a name yeah you don't want to say the name? Uh, Gadaboard. I'm not going to say what is it. <laughs> <Yes>. What? <laughs> Sorry. Gata- is it Gataboard? <laughs> we'll leave it right there. In volleyball with Carl McGowan, the great Carl McGowan, they called it the cauldron. cauldron. And they would compete, and at the end of the week, he was like, all right, you won the cauldron, you play. Yeah, so every every day they get a sticker if they win it, right? And so a like sticker. On the board, and then at the end of the thing, like it's the whole, I mean, it's so, every single day. And there's percentages of defense that they get graded on, and mm, there's, okay. I mean, you're quantifying success in practice. Yes, every every minute detail you can think about, like we are either plus or minus in practice. Interesting. Anytime we go five on five, and so like I've had one freshman um, text me and be like, "I'm gonna get a jump ball with Low because she's sick of Low winning it." Like <laughs> that, you get a point or something. You for get that? a point if you get a rebound. And so every time she pulls down rebounds, now they're going after it because yes. they don't want her to get it. They want to get it, and so that will translate into that, the games. I love that mindset. Yeah. Gadaboard. Gata board. Gataboard. Board. Gataboard. Yeah, it's the our, board it's of, Gataboard. of Gata-ness. Yeah. Okay. I, I just want to <laughs> We gotta go see said Gataboard. I wanna later. say it like a British it. accent. Gataboard. What yes. is Gattaca? <laughs> Gattaca was like a good like sci-fi movie, right? I was like to Timmy Bates for all my questions. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you're yeah. We we've talked about Gattaca, good, good movie. And, and good movie. Gattaca, okay. Yeah. Uh we dig I, I digress. Coach, um, how is Amari's knee recovery coming along, and, and how much do you expect her to be involved in this year's team? Um, her It's coming along good. She hit her year mark on Saturday, mm-hmm. knock on wood. Like, her and I kind of had our moment together of, like, it's not something you want to celebrate because this last year was rough, right? It was hard. Um, but it is something that she's got to. And so every time, every month past the nine months, they said the percentage goes down of, you know, something bad happening. And so yeah. we scrimmaged on Saturday, and she actually played – um, I think our trainer let me rot- she started with four minutes at first and then he rotate let me rotate her every two. Um so she got to get in every and play two minutes straight and then I pull her out and she's why am I coming out? It's okay, just chill. You know, we're so we've like progressed her in very slowly. So Okay. Yeah. So I mean you think she'll be I mean it's safe to say that she will be close to hundred percent by the time season tips off? Yeah, it's not it's a hundred percent physical, like she's ready to go, right? I feel like for her it's more like the mental side, trusting it, um, finding a rhythm. She hasn't played in a year. And so like what I see out there isn't what uh sorry, her standard of what I would you know what I mean, like just finding the rhythm of the game. Um, defensively, like I got after her kind of in practice the other day and she's like, I'm not fast enough yet. And I'm like, well then you better get there. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's doing jump rope and trying to do all the quick twitch stuff. That's like your last little bit to get there, you know? And so, yeah, we have fun conversations. She doesn't live at home to say anymore. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she moved Sunday. out. Yeah, it was, she moved it was, out, or you kicked her out? No, she yeah. said she needed the college experience and she needs yeah. a break sometimes. So it was but, after you told her she needed to be faster. You need to be faster. Well, <laughs> watch me leave your house fast. I'm out. Watch how fast I'm back for laundry and dinner as well. <laughs> Stop shopping in my pantry. Like it's okay. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Oh, coach, great to have you here in Thank Kansas you. City. Uh, super, we're obviously super excited about the season. So we're just going to give you a big, you know, portion of big the old, BYU Sports Nation. Big karma. old Kansas City heap of brisket and karma. And yeah. karma. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Let's go. Okay. Amber Whiting, BYU women's basketball head coach, always entertaining. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Got to go check out that board. Uh, they're getting <laughs> after it. Let's just say that. Yeah. Hey, one, one more thing um, that we didn't bring up with Brett Yormark is he was asked about the football schedule for next year. In the Big 12. Oh, we can't get away from football even at BYU or Big 12 basketball media. Danny Rojas said it. Football is life. Football is life. Uh, He said early January, late November, December. So (laughs) we got like three months there. I'm not sure. But I forgot that we get the next year scheduled that early. So I was like, oh, sweet. Like literally could be weeks away. Could be January. Listen, January? I'd rather take it in January. We got football through November. We're good. We get into basketball, right? Finish yeah, out the January. season and yeah. then reveal the schedule. Might as well be February, whatever. Last year it was a little late, but okay, cares? it's all good, Doc. All right, our question of the day is this, and it's centered on where BYU men's and women's basketball were picked to finish in their respective polls in their inaugural Big Twelve basketball seasons. Remind the people: the women eleventh, the men thirteenth out of fourteen teams. Yeah. That will expand to sixteen teams next year. Make so, it 18 with okay. Gonzaga and UConn, I guess. Maybe. Okay, so 11th for the women, 13th for the men. Jonathan Hokinson on X says, I expect both teams to exceed their expectations as they play with a chip on their shoulder as the underdog most of the season. The men will finish in 7th to ninth place I'll take it. in the league, and the women will finish in 5th to 7th place. 5th to 7th would be nice. That's It's just, again, you don't think like, when you when you think about the the number of teams, fourteen teams, like finishing in the top seven for the women would be great. You're a, you are a tourney team, and if the men finish honestly, like around tenth or eleventh, like they're probably going to the NIT. That's that, how good the conference is. My hope for this group is NIT plus. It is. I, I can't definitively say they'll make the NCAA tournament. I think they are lacking in a, an area or two. If there's more NIL, you can get certain kind of player, right? But BYU is a talented team that will press the Big 12 in a way that no one really sees right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Big 12 has four top 25 preseason teams, by the way. So, And I thought four would, was low. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to be here tomorrow, too. Men's basketball media days here from Kansas City at the T-Mobile Center. We're going to talk to all the head coaches, including Mark Pope. We'll talk to Dallin Hall as well. The Cougs and uh, Bill Self and Rodney Terry and oh, Kelvin who's Sampson who? Let's and Scott go. Drew and the list continues. It's going to be fun, man. Up next, Jerem Jordan may have found a new best friend and in the unlikeliest of places. Fraternizing with folks from Fort Worth, Jerem, an interview unlike any we've experienced before. This is BYU Sports Nation. Risk, baby! We are live in Kansas City, Missouri from the T-Mobile Center in the heart of America at Big 12 Basketball Media Days alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Jeremy Guthrie.
This is his. This is his. This was this his stopping camp. grounds. He, he's the only returned missionary who's pitched in the World Series. The source is Jeremy Guthrie, <laughs> which I believe, and that's yes. amazing. He pitched in a game seven with the Kansas City Royals, Doc. He's a good friend. Andy Reid runs this town. This and, is a BYU town, Andy man. Andy Reid is another good friend. Yeah. And Matt you, Bushman's here. Let's you go. may have just found a best friend, Jerem. Mark Campbell is my new homie, the TCU <laughs> women's basketball head coach. We talked to him earlier, and just, did we just become best friends? Here's that conversation. You decide. Coach, uh, a few first-year head coaches in, in this conference, and you take over at TCU in, in your initial campaign and you inherit a conference that's expanding and it's looking new. So for you, what's the biggest challenge as you begin with TCU in year one of the Big 12 in this new Big 12? Yeah, there's uh, there's just so many new moving parts, especially with the portal. Um, we took over a team that went 1-17, and so um, we added six new players from the portal. You had two incoming freshmen, and then you inherited six players. So you got 14 new players and a new staff. Um and so getting that whole thing uh, blended together and putting that puzzle together. Um, and so there's there's uh, a lot of moving parts. And I think that's, uh, as a first-year head coach, I think it's it's laying that foundation and getting to know these young ladies and then start putting that thing together. Are you good at puzzles? I actually love puzzles. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, you're going to be yeah, good at this then. Yeah, for the job. Sure. Let's talk about some of those pieces. Hopefully they're corner pieces. That's what you start with, right? Uh, Jaden Owens from Baylor. Uh, Sydney Harris, the MAC freshman of the year from Central Michigan. Sedona Prince, you were at Oregon. Brought her from uh, Oregon. She's a famous TikToker, I hear. Yeah, she's got like she's 3 million followers. That's unbelievable. Is it weird for the social team that she might have more followers than the school does? Oh, for sure. <laughs> no doubt. She's probably got more than all of it combined. Well, maybe in the Big 12, you know what I mean? That's yeah. big time. How did those pieces start to come together a little bit? Yeah, well, Sedona, we got our staff, uh, spent some time with her at Oregon. Uh, my associate head coach, was. we were together all seven years at Oregon. Um, our assistant, Mignon Moore, was a starting point guard when Sedona was there. Um, so we've been in the trenches with her. And Sedona has a chance to be one of the best centers in college basketball, if not the best center in college basketball. Um, and she's at a good spot right now, and we're fortunate to have her for her last season. Um, Jaden Owens is the one that's familiar with the Big 12. Um, played a huge role at Baylor. Um, is one of the best pure point guards in the country. Uh, elite vision, elite winner, um, incredible leader. And so we'll rely heavy, heavily on her. And then Sydney Harris um, is a dynamic scorer. Uh, put the ball in the hole a lot for Central Michigan a year ago, and it's kind of a versatile three-four. We play four out. We value shooting, and so she fits us. This is an unbelievable infusion of talent through the transfer portal. And of course, you know you bring Sedona from from Oregon, but what was the recruiting pitch to all of these players? Because you mentioned one in seventeen a year ago. The conference gets bigger. You're picked to finish ninth because of this. So what was the recruiting pitch? Yeah, I think just opportunity. Um, playing time and in our staff and our culture our vision um this is this is kind of my fourth major rebuilding job and so at oregon state we're we're able in 2010 to help turn that program around to kind of build a final four team and oregon we were able to turn that thing around and assemble the number one team in the country and sac state we went from three wins to 25 wins in two years and so there's been a track record so these people these young ladies they bought into it 
they bought into the vision and what we want to do and where we're going. And at the end of the day, they want to hoop and play. And so uh, playing time was the number one thing I had to offer. Um, and so we, we put a really good collection of, of players together that I think complement each other and fit our style of play. Have you thought about buying kind of an older house and doing this for real? Because if you like the puzzles, the ha- it feels like you could do this. Feels we, like me and my wife happen. flipped houses before I got. Are into- you serious? Yeah. We, it that was, is awesome. It's it all was making college sense. College coaching or flip houses. Wow. So, yeah. And now it's flipping programs. Now um, it's flipping programs. When does the reality TV series start <laughs> on ESPN Plus? Let's go. We yeah. need one. We okay, need one. Rick Ross is performing or something? Yeah. Tell me about this. How about October that? 27th? I'm still learning, but he's coming <laughs> next Friday. It's um, awesome. It, in the olden days, uh, when I was growing up, they Midnight Madness, right? Yeah. It was the huge tip-off. Yes. Performers would come. It was literally at midnight, and yeah. Dickie V would be at some program. And so now it's not necessarily Midnight Madness, but it's that theme. And, and so it's a two-hour celebration with us in the men's program. And there will be an hour of basketball, and then Rick Ross will per- perform for an hour. So That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we got to be in Fort Worth uh, next Friday, man. Let's yeah, go. You were just in Fort Worth for the football game. Yes, yeah. yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. Not a memorable I experience think Rick for Ross's BYU performance will be Ross. better than BYU. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> okay, we, we've talked about all the new moving parts. Uh, BYU, one of four new teams into the conference, uh, along with Houston and UCF and Cincinnati. Um, what's what's the challenge like getting ready for not just a new conference but a bigger expanded conference? Oh, man, there's so many good programs, great staffs, Um, BYU coming in. They've been an elite women's basketball program for many years and very, very successful. And so it'll be fun. It's a new challenge um, to span from Utah, the travel going from Utah to Florida. Wild. Wild, right? Uh, But the landscape of college athletics has just completely changed and shifted. And so uh, BYU, it's a great addition to our league. Um, with a great program um, and, and a new coaching staff. Um, I know they're starting year two, um, but they're still putting their puzzle together and getting that thing dialed in. Thanks and for so, bringing it back, Mark. Yep. <laughs> I appreciate it. Puzzles, flipping houses. Uh, what else you got? You're an interesting guy. What else do you like to do? The Renaissance man. The Renaissance man. No, I just, uh, yeah, I've, I love board games and, you know. Which board games? Monopoly and Risk. Those were probably my love two favorites. dude. I, I you're use speaking, his, you're speaking his love all the language. Time. Are you a start out of Australia guy? <laughs> are you an age established in you, a Kamchatka? Are you North America? Like, what are you? You, you got to build that right. You got to get that right. But we always played where you didn't get a pick. You got random cards, yes, you get and the then cards. you can put your guys. Yes, we need Rick Ross. And then a risk night after. Oh, my gosh. Rick Ross playing risk would be that, the ultimate combination. That's a good Friday. That's awesome. Yeah, right? That's, yeah. I follow this uh, Instagram handle that's middle-class fancy, and it always screams like, oh, I want Applebee's and to mow my lawn and go to Home Depot. Like, I would throw risk and, like, Rick Ross in this sort of, that's yes, incredible. these things are simple but fun. Give me, give me your guys' number one board game growing up. It was risk for me. Oh, Settlers man. of Catan is awesome as well. I really yeah. like that one. Yeah, I'm a Monopoly guy through and through. I okay. have I, I have an NBA Monopoly up on Monopoly. I have an NBA Monopoly, but it's like from '89. It's like when the Magic were new. It's awesome. <laughs> I'll bring it next year. I mean, how many I'll people are hardcore year. risk guys? What are the odds? 
Not too many. If you have about spent, four hours, yeah, it's Yeah, that's awesome. the thing. It's, it's just the so, it's, it's it's so time-consuming. Yeah. It yeah. is. Okay. Well, you can't conquer the world quickly. No. Right? <laughs> no. I, I would say it's harder to conquer uh, Game and Risk than the Big 12. Like, <laughs> the, like the Big 12, you can sort of navigate and eventually win. The risk parallels are, are thick here, okay? Yes, yeah, they are. With the risk mentality, you yes, try to conquer, conquer the Big 12. But, um, you got to turn in them cards, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Got to wait, too. What's it like to be a head basketball coach in the state of Texas and recruit against the likes of, of Texas and, and the other big programs there? Man, I'm learning. I'm learning. I mean, you got Texas, Baylor, Texas Tech, SMU, Houston, TCU. Am I, I don't, maybe I'm missing some, but it's, um, I mean, just the state alone. It's cutthroat. It's competitive. Um, and at this level, you know who the elite ones are. Everybody knows who the elite ones are. Um, and so that's that's a challenge, and, and uh, we want we're, we're all in, and we're working really really hard to to protect our territory and keep those kids home. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 obviously highly recruited by the in-state schools, but everybody in the country's coming into Texas to try to get those kids. What style of basketball do you want to play? What's your vision for TCU basketball? Yeah, we'll uh, hopefully lead the country in pick and rolls. Um, we value skill and shooting. We'll spread you out. The last two years at Sacramento State, we led the country in pick and rolls per game. Um, we were top ten in the country in field goal percentage and three-point percentage, and so we want to play a good brand of basketball. Um, and then defensively, we're, we're no gimmicks. We're going to defend and rebound and play straight man. December 30th is the first Big 12 game for BYU women's basketball ever. It is at TCU. Um, what, what's, what are you hoping that kind of game day environment feels like from your fans when the Cougars come in? Oh, it's going to be an absolute battle. Um, what's neat, Fort Worth is a really neat college town um, with just great support for, for their athletic teams. And so I'm expecting an awesome crowd. It's going to be the opener of league play. And then, obviously, BYU's first Big 12 game. So I, I'm guessing it's going to be an electric environment. Well, Mark, I think it's safe to say you are one of the most interesting people and have, uh, just as the Renaissance man that we have met here today, pleasure to be with you. I've got to bring and... NBAopoly next year. We'll roll do a couple <laughs> rounds, you know, pass, Jared's go one. Notes. Friday, Rick Ross and Risk. It's on. <laughs> That's big time, dude. Rick and Risk. If I can get to four, I got a volleyball <laughs> match that night, but if I could make it, I would, totally. Let's go. Awesome. Congratulations on everything. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Thanks you guys. Mark. Nice to meet you. Hey, Mark Campbell. Big, ty big Tyler Haas fans. Friends. Hey, oh, big Tyler Haas fan, by the way. So he was at St. Mary's with Randy Bennett. So after, he's like, we're like, oh, he's like, the devil of the dagger. That was crazy. It was like, the guy that made the shot before that, Tyler Haas, is out here. So he and Tyler chatted for like 10 or 15 minutes. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah Mark, my new best friend, man. You're still number one, though. Don't worry, man. <laughs> You're good, Doc. You and Mark. <laughs> Kamchatka. <laughs> Coordinator's Corner is on demand. Spencer Linton did the uh, hard-hitting interviews with Jay Hill and Kelly Topanga. You can check it out on the BYU TV app. Jay Hill talked about the night game, day game thing some more. He elaborated on this. It's becoming oh, more of a thing. I haven't listened to it or watched it's it quite yet. It's becoming more of a thing. on demand myself. Up next, we'll chat with the best rebounder in all of women's yeah. college basketball, Lauren Gustin. Why did she decide to come back to BYU? This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to Big 12 Basketball Media Days from Kansas City, Missouri in the T-Mobile Center. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Twitter or X, whatever, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. This segment presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Let's begin 
and or continue, I should say, our BYU women's basketball preview here from the heart of America, the city of fountains in Kansas City with Don't Lauren they call it? City of fountains? The city of fountains. I haven't seen said fountains. Where that's are why, they? That's why the Kansas City Royals have all the fountains in oh, their okay. stadium, that's right? That's cool. We need to find said fountains. <laughs> Where are they, Timmy? Where are they? Okay, we'll go see them later. All right, we're searching for the fountain of youth for sure. Uh, joining us now is BYU forward Lauren Gustin. The nation's leading rebounder. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Lauren, great to have you in what's Kansas up? City. Thank you. What's up? I'm glad to be here. It's what, fun to be here, right? What's this event like for you? I mean, you've been around women's college basketball for a long time, but this is your first go around with the Big 12. So what's this experience like for you? Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Um, just a lot of, like, thankfulness right now. Just happy to be here and, uh, you know, be able to be with BYU people out here and with the, the team and the crew. So, both the girls, so I'm pumped. You had an eventful summer. This is our first conversation with you since entered the portal, yeah. came back. Walk us through that process for you. Yeah. Um, it was it was crazy for sure. Um, went in the portal for a short amount of time. Um, went in closed, just kind of had, you know, um, one particular other school in interest and then ultimately decided to come back to BYU. Um, super, super thankful. Um, I'm happy for the whole process going in and then coming back. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have changed it, but I'm very happy to be back. I'm really yeah. glad of my decision and I'm excited for my last year here. What did you learn in that process? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely gained a whole different appreciation for BYU and, um, just really wanted to be back, wanted to be back with coach and my girls and, um, just, you know, kind of realized like how great I do have it at BYU and how lucky and fortunate I am to be able to be an athlete there. So. So you had an experience where you were like, wait, I actually do want to come back. Like, what mm-hmm. what happened where you were like, oh, BYU is the choice for me. Yeah. I think just stepping away and then kind of, um, you know, evaluating both schools, both options, and kind of going through it and then just being like, wow, I want to, you know, go home for my last year as in BYU is home, BYU feels like home, and um, just kind of seeing – all the people reached out from BYU and their love and their support. Um, the collective depression from BYU fans <laughs> on social media. Yeah. Like, did you get validated <laughs> to the point where it sort of changed you in some way um, from before you entered the portal? Yeah, you know, you feel definitely more appreciative. And uh, just, you know, seeing the love that my coach and all the girls have for me regardless and just wanting me to be happy in general was, you know, super big for me because um, they, were, they were good about the process. So, Well, now you get the Big 12 and expectations, relatively speaking, are low for BYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the preseason polls come out. So how do you view that idea of BYU being in the bottom tier of Big 12 play, and how does that motivate you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised. We're, you know, kind of we're a new team. We're going to be kind of towards the bottom. But um, if anything, I think it's motivating. Um, I think we kind of like being the underdog, not having a whole lot of pressure on us going in because – um, you know, I think we're going to be a great team. We're going to uh, surprise a lot of people. Um, so it's very motivating to be able to see that and, you know, know that we expect ourselves to, you know, finish in a higher place, be better than that. So it just kind of pushes us every day in practice to, you know, get our minds right to go harder. <laughs> now the preseason team came out as well. You were honorably mentioned. There were mm-hmm. 10, a tie for 10, so 11 players listed there. I was shocked personally to not see you in the 10 are you uh, were you surprised by that and is that motivating for you? Um yeah, very motivating for me. Um you know Thank you for saying that honestly cuz <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw that I'm I'm thankful to be um you know, honored at all to be mentioned. Um but yeah, but. No, yeah, not satisfied for sure. Um just gives me another thing to push for and uh you know to have in the back of my head of 
you know, I want to prove people wrong. So did, did she need to lead the nation in lead re- <laughs> rebounding by more? Like, I, what that, are we talking that, about that, here? That's what we're getting. That's, that's what I asked the you about The nation's now. leading rebounder can't be preseason Big 12. <laughs> that's malarkey, as you would say. It is. <laughs> it's such a great word. It is a great <laughs> word, dude. I like your vocab. Yeah. Lauren, because you are the nation's leading rebounder, what, what can you do more in that category? Like, what's the goal for you there when you're the best in the country at that? <laughs> um, I think just to keep being consistent, um, especially going into the Big 12. You know, there's a, a lot more, you know, competition and bigger girls and um, just, you know, bringing, hopefully trying to, you know, carry that over into a different conference and still be consistent in that. And, um, you know, there's always room for improvement in really everything, so. You're one of the best uh, in, in the country in rebounding, obviously, but, like, in the weight room. Where have you made gains this offseason, mm-hmm. Lauren, in the weight room? <laughs> uh, well, honestly, shout-out to our freshmen for coming in because they we got some strong girls coming in, and uh, they're actually pushing me sometimes. Nice. <laughs> so, um, Aaliyah, um, she's one of my lifting partners. She's a freshman from Vegas this year, and she's always handing me, you know, bigger weights, heavier weights to push myself, which is – it's been fun. Like, um, that she just used, or she's like, you should crank it up a notch? Yeah, crank it up a notch, and then she'll <laughs> do the same weight that I'm doing. Wow. <laughs> so, Someone can hang with you. Yeah, That's cool. so um, – I'm super, you know, it's been super fun to have, you know, girls like that around pushing you. Um, but as far as the weight room, just everything, you know, trying to get stronger in, you know, every every area that I can. Um, and to just also still be, in, you know, stay in great shape, trying to be able to run quick because that's going to have to be an advantage point is, you know, the speed with, with the bigger girls in the Big 12. So That's a tough balance, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I want the power and the explosiveness, yeah. but the speed as well. Yeah. You know. Lauren Gustin is on BYU Sports Nation an all-Big 12 BYU Sports Nation performer. You're on our first <laughs> yeah, team. You're on, you're yeah. on our first team. <laughs> yeah, this first team, team had an opportunity to go on a foreign tour and a foreign mm-hmm. trip. What did that do for this specific squad? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I think that it, on so many levels it was so good for us as a team. We were able to bond a lot and build this chemistry and you know, just kind of stepping away from basketball. Um, obviously, we played three games, you know, went 3 no, which was awesome. But being able to go and just, um, you know, be ourselves and not just, you know, have everything be around basketball, it was great to kind of see, you know, who we were, what we liked. And um, the coaches did a great job at, you know, we had someone new for every every hotel, so we were with a different girl. And um, a lot of great, you know, team events and activities. And, yeah, it really made me appreciate BYU even more. You know, they provided the opportunity for us to go and be able to experience that and experience that culture. But it was amazing. I, I'm so happy that I was able to get on, you know, one of those foreign trips. It was good for the gram, right? Oh, 100%. A lot oh of good content. Wow. Some of the best <laughs> photos for the gram ever. Um, the regular season finale is at Texas. Of course, Shaylee Gonzalez is mm-hmm. there. What's that game going to be like? Yeah, um, I think it's going to be it's gonna be fun. It's going to be exciting. Um, you know, Shay is a great player. She's had... Um, you know, great career at BYU and now Texas. So um, it's going to be it's going to be competitive for sure. I think that um, it's going to be even bit maybe emotional just on both sides of you know it's their senior night there and um, it's one of our last games too. So, but I, I mean, I'm excited to be able to you know play against her. Um, she's gonna, she, you know she's a great player. So um, I'm also excited to see her. You know, today it's been a while. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be good. What aside from that game? Like, what game or venue are you most excited to play in in the Big 12? Oh, uh, honestly, I'm going to say really all of them. I think it's going to be so fun to play new competition, you know, and especially these great teams and um, these legendary schools and stuff, just going and playing, you know, like KU and their arena is going to be so much fun. Um, 
every school I think is going to be a battle for sure. So I'm excited to be able to, you know, prep and get ready for that. And yeah, play against the, the you know, the greatest. So it's going to be fun. They've moved the women's tournament to be in this venue mm -hmm. in March. How awesome is it going to be to kind of have your own spotlight and, and be in the prime time, hopefully, um, mm -hmm. in this venue in Kansas City, Missouri, which is very different from what it's been like yeah. in New Orleans, right in Vegas? Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I, I like Kansas City. I've been here a lot. Um, You've been here a lot? Yeah, I've been okay. here a lot. Uh, so my boyfriend lives in Kansas City, yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> big 12 you buried, you buried the lead for Lauren <laughs> Gustin. <laughs> yeah, nice. I uh, play football for K-State, so it's going to be, uh, it'll be fun to, you know, kind of come in this area a lot of family and his friends are near so that's awesome yeah i'm very familiar with kansas city so i'm um, i'm excited to be here wait I, so what what should we do while we're here in the <laughs> short time we're here then? well a lot of good food for sure a lot yeah, of good gyms around yeah. a lot of good gyms <laughs> a lot of good gyms. Thing we're worried about lauren you are <laughs> but the food for sure yeah. yeah for sure a lot of good barbecue are, are you sad k-state's not playing byu this year that would have been fun for you right? i know right um we're playing we're playing at k-state for which will be fun i'll be able yes. to go play in that arena um, as far as football wise, I wish that, you know, we were playing in football, but, yeah. um, yeah, no, I, I like Kansas city. It's a good, you know, good environment. I think there's a lot of good entertainment and, uh, it's going to be a good change up from, from Vegas. Lauren, it's great to talk with you. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for a busy day, for uh, practice Thanks building. Thanks for giving your best answers with us. Very exciting. <laughs> you know, whatever scenario. later. Yeah, yeah this, exactly. is, this is super cool. But great to have you with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much Thanks, for, for letting me be on. First team all-conference. Come on. <laughs> come on. What are we doing here? Okay, BYU football with Kalani Stakia is tonight on the BYU TV app at 8.30 Eastern time as the Cougars get ready for Texas Tech homecoming check it out tonight on the app still on the way our headlines including news from the road warriors of byu women's soccer oh, yeah jerem they might want to play on the road the rest of the undefeated. season undefeated this is byu sports nation this portion of byu sports nation is presented by maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Kansas City from Big 12 Basketball Media Days. We've held off a little bit, but now we've got to address today's headlines. There's some stuff to talk about. Yesterday, Kalani Satake spoke to the media and was asked if he believed this year's team is in a better position to respond to adversity than last year's team. I do. I really do, Jay, and that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think you have to learn from the times, too, but I think we're in a different stage now where it's 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 uh the motivation to play is way different i think last uh last year it was just more about just getting to a bowl game and the bowl game that we already knew what we we're going to be playing and so I, i'm just being you know really honest with you guys and uh with with this year we're still a lot to play for and and uh, the 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 affiliation with the conference is it's huge yes it is Kalani Satake. He also said that safety Tanner Wall, who has the most snaps at free safety this year for BYU, is out for the uh. season. <sighs> Sophomore defensive end Michael Daly has entered the transfer portal as well, in case you missed it, Ben Bywater, out for the season as well. And we know the football kickoff time against Texas for Saturday, October 28th. It is at 3.30 Eastern on ESPN or ABC. Insert day game commentary here. At that safety position, BYU is playing multiple players that were not on the three deep when things began in fall camp. Drew Wakely... Raider DeMooney. And Raider DeMooney. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's I would say until Ethan the TCU Slade. game, I hadn't noticed them a ton. TCU game, I noticed everybody. Yeah, well, hard not to, On right? the whole team. Like, it was a tough one. For sure. BYU women's soccer 
continue to just crush opponents on the road. They beat Oklahoma 2 0 hey. away from Provo, thanks to goals from Rachel McCarthy and Ellie Walbrook. Three straight shutouts for the Cougars, 5 0 in Big 12 nice. Conference play on the road. Jamie Shepard, up note, played her 99th game overall for the Cougars, most in program history. Up next, the regular season finale on Thursday, hosting a pretty good UCF team at Southfield. BYU needs to show up in this home contest before they get to the tournament play. Yeah, Big 12 tournament. That's new for BYU, which is exciting. Women's volleyball stays at number nine in the ABCA poll. Cougars host Iowa State, who just fell out of the top 25. Big 12, by the way, has six teams ranked most by total and percentage of teams in a league in the country. It is a tremendous women's volleyball league. Former BYU football standout Michael Davis had four tackles, a couple of pass breakups in a Chargers 20-17 loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. Of note, Chris Wilcox is also on the Los Angeles Chargers practice squad. Oh, so very nice. BYU's got a couple of cornerbacks that are competing for the Chargers And, and right brother now. Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator for yes, the Chargers. Yes, he is. All right. oh, although a boy stick guy. At further review is tonight, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Lot to discuss and break down the X's and O's of what happened against TCU. Looking ahead to Texas Tech. Is Baron Morton going to come back and play the backup, not the third string Jake Strong? We shall see. AFR tonight, 7 Eastern on the app. I can't believe this show is already over. Day one of live BYU Sports Nation from Big 12 Basketball Media Days, and we wrap it up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back from Kansas City right after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Time to wrap up this live show from Kansas City, Missouri at Big 12 Basketball Media Days, but not before we give you an update on our efforts to secure an interview with Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark. We flew a long way. We're going to do everything we can to talk to him at some point, whether that's yeah. a recorded interview today that we'll air, we can show you tomorrow. Certainly there'll be something on social media. We're going to do everything we can to bring you an interview and a conversation with Brett Yormark. Yeah, we've always enjoyed our conversations. Looking forward to uh, whenever we can chat with him here. Our question of the day. How do you expect BYU men's and women's basketball to perform in comparison to where they were picked to finish in their respective Big 12 preseason polls? The women picked 11th, the men 13th. Tyson Rebell on X Rubel. I'm thinking those projections are probably accurate, but if you put any stock in Ken Pomeroy's metrics, he has men's hoops finishing 9-9 nine and nine in conference games. I saw that. Eighth in the Big 12. I'd take it right now. That you are a single-digit seed. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> you're in numbers, the tournament. You, are, you won six, you're won in the one tournament. Games or more. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated from BYU for Trey on X, who says, I honestly have no expectations for men's or women's basketball. There's going to be so many highs and lows. I'm just along for the ride. Let's go. Yeah, us too. Let's go. There is, uh, yeah, great perspective in just enjoying each game for what it is. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's great to be here. We're excited to be here tomorrow as well. We're doing a ton of interviews. Let's go. Our thanks to today's guests, Amber Whiting, head coach of BYU, Lauren Gustin, and TCU women's basketball head coach and Jerem's new best friend, Mark Campbell. Risk, baby. Sorry, Dennis. No time. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Jeff Campbell. We'll see you tomorrow for men's basketball Jeff media day madness Campbell. from Kansas City. Go Cougs!